right, everybody. This is Susan and Greg with Am I Wrong for Thinking This? It's been a while. We, we actually took a little bit of a break, spent time with family, um, had the Christmas holiday enjoyment or just holiday enjoyment with our, um, our loved ones. And we have missed doing these podcasts and we are back. And um, we hope that you enjoy what we're going to talk about today. A lot has happened um, in our world um, since we we have last um, put the bonus podcast out there before Christmas. So, um, Greg, you ready to get started? Uh, yes. All right. So, <laughs> as you know, we just pretty much click record and then we ask each other what we're going to talk about. And I have three about three questions that I, I want to put out there. And um, one's pretty serious. And I, I, I really had to think about if, if I want to put it out there. And the minute you think that, you have to put it out there because that's the whole purpose of our podcast. So that tells Do you me. though? <laughs> do, do you? Do you? <laughs> well, of course you do. No, you don't. But <laughs> I truly believe for us to kind of grow and learn more about each other as a society and groups of people, we're going to have to talk about some things. Okay. So, this is my first question to you. Okay. It's about riots. Oh, wow. So, we're just going to (laughs) (laughs) jump right into this. I was purposely avoiding any talks about riots or insurrection. I really was. But... Let's, as I like to say, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. All right. Well, I, I want to, I want to pull the Band-Aid off because I, I really, I really want to ask and just understand because okay. this is what we hear a lot about. And I, I'm not saying I want to talk about riots because I want to get into what everyone's arguing about on these ridiculous feeds of conversation with people. Um, but I want to understand from your perspective, because as okay. I have been reading the, um, what is it? The compromise. What is my book called? Tisby's book. The um, color of compromise. Color of compromise. I was like compromise. And I haven't read it. And I know the, the title. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A little side, a little side note for me. I need to start reading them and not listening to them because it's so hard to remember everything. Yeah. So, I, so we, with that book, it's really been good and I don't know if it's just the book I think it's our conversations I think it's my confidence to just start having conversations has kind of built up my perspective um okay and one just specific is when I read in the color of compromise and I've I've read other you know articles news articles but when I actually read in the book in the mindset of thinking of thinking differently um it it read through Michael Brown Michael Brown was in uh, that was the Ferguson. yeah that was the Ferguson yeah. so in Ferguson Missouri and as I read that it to me reading it and, and the question was um, in the book it talked about how did you see that and and a lot of the white evangelicals would go oh you're you're making it a a, a big deal a race thing or you're you know it's a a system issue and so I think the white evangelicals what the numbers said, which not to say that I trust the numbers, so I don't know where they came from, but I, I, I think it, the trend is correct. Um, that why are you making this a race thing? And so for me, as I read through that, I started to think subtle versus overt, which you have talked about with me. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking that's not, you know, we don't, 
I don't know how to say this. It's, it's not so much that it was overt. If we take away the fact it was an overt race thing, then right. it, it's a subtle thing. It's a subtle. If, right. if, if the black culture or the African-American culture is stunned by that and hurt by that and wants to talk about that, then there's something there. So that must mean for me, if the majority of people, especially if they're white, are saying, this is just another shooting that's not true. There's the, well, the subtlety it is, of it. It is right? in their mind because it's become commonplace. And because it's commonplace, it's just another shooting for them. Which is the in- problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say that that's one of the, one of the problems. You're absolutely correct. And, and I think that that's probably a, it's more of a, an, an effect as, as, as opposed to a problem. I mean, the problem is clearly poor policing and that's a podcast all to itself. But I think that that's just a, a manifestation of it is it happens so often and it doesn't affect a particular, when something doesn't affect a particular community, then they're somewhat jaded to it, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. true for anything. I, I think that that's even true for, for whether you're pro death penalty or not, I really do. Right, I think that's and, a sociological issue, a group sure. issue. But the black community is a big group in a big community, and you can't it, just. It, it is a big group, but that group has many subcultures and subgroups in it. I mean, we're not just one, in, and and that, I think that that's that's a misconception. And I'm not saying that you you have that misconception. I'm just saying that I think it's a misconception among people who are not in the quote unquote black community that we all have the same mindset and we all have the same thought because that's absolutely not true. Right. Which is, that is kind of what I'm thinking and where I'm moving to as visually, visually you, as we see visually on the news or visually in the news and how that is portrayed, it's like, Oh, a black guy was shot. Oh, a black guy was shot. Oh, you know, right. but that's, that's not the same as that is just like, whenever we see, oh, a white person was shot, we just go, oh, it's a white person was shot. You, like for right. me, as I've grown up visually, I've seen it differently. And, and so when I think of the riots to get to the main question, that kind of takes me to hearing um, Michelle Obama's kind of response. And I didn't read the whole response because, um, I was on my phone and it was little and I couldn't like read all of it as she posted with riots and the Capitol riots. And, and now it's this big dilemma of, well, yeah, the Capitol riots or, well, but what about the other riots? Well, if this is a riot, then that is a riot. And I just want to understand from your perspective, when you think of the riots before, like with Missouri, and then we have the Capitol riots, like I, I really just want to understand how you think through that because when I see the Michelle Obama and then I see people respond to that, I'm like, we can't dismiss that we're all coming from a perspective of what we're right. Well, so here's the thing. First first off, I I don't consider the the events that took place on January the sixth, I don't consider that to be a riot. All right. That's not a riot. I, I 
I'm anti-riot. <laughs> I'll say that right off the bat. I think bat. I am I mean, too. <laughs> I'm, I, I think most people are anti-riot. Do I understand why they occur? Sure, I do. It's, they're born out of anger and frustration. And I think that that's why it's easy to... And, and here's the thing. The people that were at in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, they were angry and they were frustrated. And the people that were in Ferguson... They were angry and they were frustrated. The people that were in Atlanta, they were angry and they were frustrated. Anger and frustration, riots are born out of anger and frustration. What else are we going to do? So my thoughts on that, going all the way back to the first really recognition of a riot that I knew because I was too young to know about the Watts, the, the Watts race riots. Mm-hmm. I was too young to know about those. Yeah. Um, I, I learned about them later on, on my own, because they weren't taught in school. And <laughs> I, but I, in doing so, in learning about those riots on my own, I, I learned about why they occurred. And, and again, they're, it's born out of anger, frustration. What else are we going to do? Mm-hmm. But my, thought, my thoughts on those types of riots have always been, well, what you should not do is burn down your own community. And the reason that I always said that is because I would always think you've got to live in those communities and, and, and that's, that's where you go buy groceries and that's where you work and that's where you, that's where you, that's home. And you're, you're literally taking a match to your home. That was my first thought process about rise. But then I, I, I saw a video of a young lady and I, and I can't remember her name and, and she gave the most poignant explanation as to why the frustration and the anger turns into rioting and why in there in the rioters mind, it's, it's not that they're burning down their own community. And it's because they don't own any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's their store, but that's the store that they go to give money to someone else. Yes. That's their employer, but that's the, place of employment that they go to make goods and services for someone else at minimum and sometimes below wage. And so in the mindset of someone living in that community in that moment, they're not burning down their community. They're expressing the frustration that they have. Mm -hmm. Now, juxtapose that against what happened on January 6th. And I believe that you have two different things because in Washington, D.C., you didn't have people, you had people that were angry and frustration, frustrated, excuse me, rightly or wrong. They were angry and frustrated. Whether they are correct that there was rampant election fraud and, and whether they're correct that, that votes had been improperly cast, our votes had been discounted, that's, that's not something we're going to get into. (laughs) We're not not doing the whole fraud election show. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. So those two elements were there on January 6th, frustration and anger. The difference that I see is that they weren't burning down their own communities. They weren't destroying their own property. They were destroying your property and they were destroying my property because that's the people's house. And when I have people, when I hear about people flying in to attend a rally, because we have to understand that most riots start off as rallies, you know. Well, that's, 
let me say this, that riot started out as a rally, right? They were going to rally and they were going, the rally was termed stop the steal, or I think that's the name that they gave it. So they were going to rally it and, and hundreds of thousands of people showed up in Washington, D.C. And for anyone that's ever been to Washington, D.C., you realize, although you would think it's a huge place, it's not. Washington, mm-hmm. D.C. is not a huge place. And Pennsylvania Avenue and those streets, they're, they're very, very compact streets. And so you had hundreds of thousands of people showed up to a rally. But then that rally became a riot when that riot was incited and people were worked into a frenzy and, and the frustration that they may actually feel and the anger that they may actually feel, it was magnified by the words of the speakers. All right. Words have meaning. It's what I always tell Ellen. <laughs> words have meaning. And I tell my clients that in depositions, you say what you mean, because once you say it, it, it you know, people are going to give meaning to it. Yeah. So, Again, going back to, and we'll just use Ferguson as the example, right? Mm -hmm. That never started out as a rally, all right? That was never a rally. Ferguson was, it started out as a protest, and people were protesting the fact that another black male had been shot, whether you believe the reports or not. If you believe, if you believe the initial reports, he was unarmed. If you believe some other reports, he may have been trying to take the officer's gun. The At the end of the day, he was shot and killed, and it it sparked the anger and frustration of those people attending the protest. Here, you have, and, and when I say here, I mean on January 6th, and you jump in because I realize I'm talking a lot. It's okay. <laughs> but in, on January 6th, in my mind, what you have is you have a rally and and we can call it a rally. We can call it a protest. Either way, you had hundreds of thousands of people in a confined space expressing their opposition to something that has happened. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, the same thing that happened in Ferguson was happening in D.C. Then those people were worked into a frenzy, just like the people at the protests in Ferguson were probably worked into a frenzy by the speakers. Right. Um, there was an underlying current of distrust of those people. So they march up to the Capitol, right? Mm -hmm. But the difference between burning down a store in East St. Louis, Missouri, or in St. Louis, Missouri, um, is that you're now at the United States Capitol. And the business of the government is happening while you're at that Capitol. And once you breached those steps and once you started fighting Capitol Police, then you have gone, in my mind, above and beyond a riot. You've gone, in my mind, above and beyond a peaceful protest. Once you try to break into the United States Capitol where you know that the business of the government is occurring and the express purpose of you trying to break into the Capitol is to stop the business of the of the United States government. <laughs> yeah. You've gone from a riot to insurrection. You've right. gone from a riot to to something that our forefathers warned us about and literally put measures in place to deal with people that did those types of things. And they gave it names in the Constitution. They gave it names in the law in the statutory law. They call it treason. They call it sedation. They call it insurrection. And there are penalties for all of that. Now, 
do I do I think that the same mindset and was present in those people that were present in people that rioted in Watts and people that rioted in Ferguson and people that rioted in Atlanta? Probably so. I think that the critical difference is where the riot took place. You think so? Because I think that there I do. I think well, I I I like how you talked about that because that they are stepping on a different ground. They are stepping on my ground sure. and your ground and all of ours. And, but I, I think the mindset, the mindsets are different because I mean, I'm very anti-riot. I'm very anti, I mean, anytime a group starts to feel that, I think you got to back away. That's just anger's wrong. Anger is wrong and it shouldn't happen, but anger is always going to happen. So it's more like you have to figure out how to keep your anger from occurring. And and not, right. not everybody is really able to do that. I think that's why I have a job. Your wife has a job. My husband has a job. And you too. I mean, because anger happens and we have to figure out how to back it up and get out of it. But I don't know. I guess I'm starting to think... Um, well, first of all, I had a simple question, and it's not a simple answer. And they're not just—they're not just riots. It's, uh, it's different no. people, and I don't think the riots were correct. When I think of watching the riots in Missouri and in Atlanta, it just—it was scary. Like it scares me. And then watching watching the Capitol and watching everything happen with the small about that I—I I don't want to watch that much. Um, but you have to, you have to see what's happening in your country. And it, it was unsettling as well. That one made me mad. That one was frustrating. But, yeah. But that, that was, that was going to be my question to you. Let me, let me ask you this. What, what made, which riots made you angry or did either riot? And we're using Ferguson as that benchmark, but I'm talking about any riot. Yeah, and, yeah. And, but here's the thing. I can watch the riot in Ferguson, Missouri. And I can watch it with um, with dispassion. You know, it's just yeah. I look at it and I think, you know, that's messed up that now they're going to have to drive 20 more miles to buy a loaf of bread. <laughs> so you think of it that way. I think of it just. Yeah. No, I I and this is kind of new for me because the reason when I look back at Ferguson, when I look back at and the Watts riots were in L.A., right? Wasn't that. Where were the Watts? Right? That was. Yeah, East in, LA. In, yeah, yeah. It's in 68, 69 in that yeah, area. Yeah, there's a really, yeah. really good book about a, a priest who um, is there. And it's escaping me. It's a great book about him starting um, working there in the middle of the riots. And he was not very welcome. And then he ended up being very um, accepted. But And he's still there. Right. Oh, I can't think of it. Um, I'll say it before the end of the podcast. But when I think of those, I think of there's a different fighting for who they are. It's like a screaming out of like, we are not, it's not working. It's not changing. It's not evolving. We're still stuck. And, and I think it's a, it's okay. a sadness or a hurt for, but then. But right. Also and that, that's, that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's well said because like I said, I think you have anger and frustration and then they get, you get to the point. I, and I'm, I'm trying to step inside the mindset of the riders. I guess you get to the point where you're just like, well, you know, if it's not going to change, if, if it's going to continue to be mm-hmm. systemic, if, if there's no hope for us, then we're going to burn it all down to the right. ground. Well, I that's think, go ahead. No, you got, I think there's, I think when my visual, when you say riots in Missouri and the riots in the past three or four years that we'll see in Atlanta, 
I see the person, even in Katrina, her, like, think of Hurricane Katrina. I think of the people grabbing stuff and running out of foot action and people like, that's what they but show that, you. That's, those aren't riders. No, I know. Those are looters. looters. And so, those are, those are, those are opportunist, opportunistic criminals. Yeah, so okay. That's, that, that's what is and, visual and, to everybody. Like for me. Yeah. And like, to be clear, there were no riots in Katrina. There were just looters. There was just a. Actually, that's they, true. <laughs> there was just, it was just a natural disaster right. that the government failed to properly handle. And right. so millions of people were displaced and, and water flooded the streets because some visionary years ago decided to build a city in a bowl yeah. above <laughs> underneath, a nasty underneath, little bowl. <laughs> underneath an ocean of water is a petri dish <laughs> and anyone who knows me knows my feelings on new orleans it's like we took every sand and vice in the world and said let's put it in one tiny location and then put that place <laughs> below sea level <laughs> and just let it fester so that people can yeah exactly there. so <laughs> yeah so Not um, Apologies, to New Orleans. apologies to anyone <laughs> who's offended in New Orleans, but I stand by my statement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry I said it. I'm sorry you're offended yeah. by. Well, and unfortunately for so, them, I'm going to agree with you. And I've been there three times, and I'm I don't want my family going back. Um, I. But so so I just want to make sure that we're clear because you know it's easy to it's easy to to lump all of that into one thing and there were no riots in katrina yeah. there there was a natural disaster and human suffering in katrina and and so there was you know there was no burning, burning of buildings there were just people looting and and taking an opportunity to to steal yeah. now some of that may be born in frustration but most of that is born in greed and i'm just going to go still because no one's guarding the store. Yeah. All right. And I'm sure that that probably does happen in riots it, it, and it happens in insurrections. Apparently they stole things from the Capitol right. on the way out of the door, is, you know, and bragged about where it. I'm, I'm like, so. I don't, I'm looking for that. I'm sorry. I'm looking for the name of that place in, in LA, but no, they're, they're different. And actually having this conversation is helping me break down and understand that they are different because visually we all just see everything in little snippets and little videos and, and, and then little, you know, these little, little comments that everybody makes. And, and so I think it's important to slow it back down and sit and talk about, it's not just a riot here and a riot there. That's, and, and, and it reminds me of a scene from a movie from Vietnam and it had, it was the Korean War. No, I think it was Vietnam War. Brian and I argue all the time. It was the Vietnam War. And you had the Vietnam. Those are two very different wars. <laughs> but it was the movie with Mel Gibson and I get them confused. I thought it was Korean War, but it wasn't. But it. Well, he was actually in one for both. So, so. Why, thank you. <laughs> you can both be right. Oh, maybe that's the one. Because he was, <laughs> he was, he played, he played the colonel in the Vietnam War based upon the um, first calf. Regiment that was in Vietnam. Which was we were soldiers. Once. We were soldiers. That's the one we, I thought it was, yeah. but I think it must have been the other because there was the discussion of the of the United States being there fighting, and they're fighting because they were told to go and they're sent. But the the other side's fighting for like their their whole being and their their heritage and their country and their and you think about the difference right. in that. Who's going to keep fighting harder and stay focused? And so, exactly. and I honestly feel a little bit like the Capitol riots or whatever we want to call that was 
I'm I'm gonna go insurrection, and you can call them riots. Okay. <laughs> well, I think it. De- well, here's the thing. I think it diminishes what those people did to just simply refer to them as riots. That's that's well, that's what I'm I'm saying. No, and that actually makes sense. No, I like you saying that because that's what helps me learn. Because and I keep seeing insurrection when people talk about it, and I'm like, okay, there's the issue. Just like when you and I said for the first time about who won the election. And like you say, words have meaning. And I said, okay, so, you know, supposedly, and you're like, supposedly, and I'm like, no, I'm just saying based on everything out there, it's all still, and I'm like, I still think you won, but I'm just telling you. I, no one's and in my head, as, as, as I was hearing that, I was like, so she's saying, I think he won supposedly, which in my mind is an adverb where you're just hedging all your bets and saying, I don't believe this, but in order to, in order to keep there from being an argument, I'm just going to give you some latitude. (laughs) And that's what I hear. When I hear the word supposedly, it's almost condescending to me because I'm like, you don't really believe that. (laughs) Well, and that's the truth. I don't believe it, but I'm more so saying what is being put in front of me that I'm reading, which is also telling you a little bit about what I'm reading, you know, as opposed to, and I'm like, and I don't know what I think about that. I'm sorry. I'm just so literal and black and white in the sense of nobody. I didn't wake up the next morning and they didn't tell me who won. And that's what I just want to hear, period. And so I'm seeing it all confusing. So I'm just waiting. And so I'm not giving you a black and white on that or a definitive answer. Right. Because as a researcher, that's dangerous. Right. And as an, a trial attorney, yeah. you love the word supposedly, don't you? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, I just um, I, I think when I when I use the word supposedly in my in my line of work, it's to discredit the witness without discrediting without just come out without without just coming out and saying i think you're lying <laughs> that's why i'm saying you, know? you like the word <laughs> it's it's almost like saying with all due respect yes. if you use the word with the the phrase with all due respect what comes next is the most disrespectful thing <laughs> that you could ever say to a person which is the same as bless your heart and just saying oh like, exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah but getting getting yeah. back to what we were yeah. talking about you know and and I cut you off because you were you were making a point, be, and when I said, "Well, I'm going to use the word insurrection." So what what were you, where were you going? Tell, there? Do you can remember? you talk about what insurrection? Define insurrection. Insurrection to me is taking up a cause to usurp the power of the United States government and place it in the hands of another entity or individual. Wow. Which in this case would have been the guy that's leaving the White House. Yeah. Who is now holds the record for number of impeachments in one term. <laughs> well, we got to put those, we got to put those, what did I say to Brian? They got to put their little, you know, first this and first that always. And that came, as soon as they could think of that headline, they put that out there. But you're correct, yes. Um, well, I mean, that's factual. Well, I know it is, but I'm like, do we want to put that as a headline? Aren't we already embarrassed enough as a country? Can we just, I, ha- I just, just I am good. not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed as a country because of that. I am even more proud to be an American because oh, of that. That is the because there you see democracy at work. Well, and that I I don't know. I enjoyed hearing you have this completely different take on it, and <laughs> that's really I'm laughing <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm kind of pleasantly surprised to hear a different take on it. It that 
for me, I just been like, oh, can we just let's this is ridiculous. But as you're saying, if you take what I just said and then what you just said and let's go back to the riots early on and it started out as a protest, right. that's that's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Which riots are we talking about? Which no, riots are well, we talking about? Going back about? to like Ferguson, where you talked about, or Atlanta, where they start as a protest, and then you get frustrated yeah. and angry, and I think that's. Well, no, 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 no. Let's be clear. I'm not saying that they became frustrated and angry at the protest. I'm saying that when they arrived at the they protest, were they were already yes. frustrated yeah. because. In, in their mind, and frankly, in my mind, too, all right, I'm just not the guy that's going to go out and, and ride in the street, but I'm angry and I'm frustrated. Every time I hear about another police shooting, I get more angry and I get more frustrated because in my mind, as a black man, I think, but for the grace of God, that could be me right. or that could be my brother mm-hmm. or that could be my nephew or that could be a cousin. Yeah, And that's... That's what makes you frustrated and angry. It is frustrating and it is angry. And, you know, not, not to get on into, the, into the, the racial aspect of it, but you, you have to because they're undeniably intertwined. You know, it's, it's frustrating and it's, it's angry to sit there and hear that news story and hear that that person was unarmed. And to hear the commentators on on talk radio and on the television say things like, well, why didn't they just comply? Why didn't they just comply? Well, what about the guys that did comply? Yeah. 